shooting the breeze with John Brown today, and he's sharing some ideas as far as options that golf clubs have if they're not performing as well as they think they should. So there's some real low cost of entry options in consulting and better yet, setting up an annual review and planning session with some sort of expert, right? Have somebody come in, take a look at things, review actual performance data and make some decisions to evolve and help your club grow. Super good stuff and highly, highly recommend this one. If you're at a club that you've got some concerns at all about where things are going or if it's just not as good as it used to be, this is a good one, guys. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. So what about um, what about the clubs that, you know, aren't getting it done and aren't executing on this stuff? Um, you know, having a hard time in the local marketplace that they're in. I know that the stakes are high and, you know, the cost of seeing that club struggle or, or even disappear is enormous. And, you know, so what right. options do those, those clubs have? You know, what you know you- so, so, so interesting. I, I just, just had a call yesterday from a, uh, a general manager at a club in, in this area that I know very well. And, and, he let me know that uh, uh, he heard yesterday there were five minutes before my call that, that XYZ club had closed. And, you know, I know it was bordering on the brink of closing and it, and it finally did close. You know, when that happens, it's just absolute disaster because, you know, home values, which you alluded to earlier, just go right down the tube. So it's so important for clubs and club owners private club board of directors uh, or, or, or even the management personnel of any club that's out there. I mean, management is so generally the general manager, director of golf, or the, even the superintendent, any of those, you know, director of food and beverage, any of the, the, the top line managers, they're very reluctant to recommend any kind of consulting process to the club because they, they always feel like their jobs are on the line. And, and I don't know why they feel that quite frankly, because those are the, uh, man, if I had those type of employees, I'd be ecstatic because those are smart people that are recognizing that we, maybe we need to look at this a little bit differently and um, let's get some professional help. I mean, I would love to have employees like that. They're, they're the best that are out there when they, when they can take a, do you, think there's a, do you think there's a factor of, you know, an owner or a board member sort of having to almost admit a weakness, right? To say, hey, I don't know what the best solution is here. We need to get some outside expertise or some outside help or advice, right? There's a yeah. little challenge there. Yeah. You put your ego aside, yeah, but, bit, don't you? Yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, management personnel – and boards of directors and owners are very reluctant to get any help. Very reluctant because you're right. They've got to admit that, hey, things aren't going just perfect under my watch. Well, it isn't a matter of that. I mean, sometimes the industry is changing and there's different things. And the one thing that I know about our consulting, Casey, is that when I, when I go in and consult with, with any club or any group, the one thing that really sticks out for me 
is, well, I, there's two things, but the, the, the first thing that sticks out for me is that, you know, these clubs um, have been operating the same way for years and years and years and years and years, and they've lost track of what the analysis of their local marketplace truly is because that has changed around them. They haven't changed with it because they stopped figuring out what it was or mm-hmm. researching it or, or, or using the data related to, to really figure out what's their next move. So that's, that's, the, that's the one thing I see all of the time, absolutely all the time. You know, the second thing that I see in private clubs uh, historically is that, you know, private clubs generally, the average private club has nine board members, um, all elected to three-year rotating terms. So there's three new guys coming on every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and quite frankly, in those situations, there's always – a track that you can follow is if you go back 10 years and I talked about this earlier too mm-hmm. of those individuals just not not completely under not understanding the marketplace at all but only understanding what their desire is okay what do I want now that I'm on the board kind of thing and not necessarily that it's good for the club overall okay and and, and there's, a, there's generally this feeling among those board members that they're entitled to some degree because they're, they're serving uh, free, all right? They don't get paid to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, they feel like they're putting their time in there. And so if there's something, a little nicety, that personal agenda item that they'd like to have, uh, you know, they'll push it through in some kind of vote. And, and you got to be so careful of that because, uh, you know, it doesn't take long for there to be a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars worth of those things that have been voted on by a board. Just in they're they're voting yes only because they just want to appease the guy. They, they don't really believe in it, but it was everybody else voted for theirs, so they're going to vote for his kind of thing. And gotcha. and I, those those things are you know I point those out in our in in our consulting. Uh, a lot of the time and those things are hard for board members to hear um so you know it's it's it, i love working for the clubs that truly take a step back and say hey look you know i'm a brain surgeon i'm the president of the club but i'm a brain surgeon i don't you know i'm a smart guy no question about it but i don't know the golf industry inside and out and i don't know the analysis of the competitors that are out there so um you know, let's get a little bit of help because it doesn't cost that much money. I mean, you and I, you know, case when you and I do do consulting, uh, the you know the, the 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 fee structure is, you know, people can people can get great uh, analysis of exactly what's happening at their club, you know, for five thousand dollars or less. I mean. You know, boards spend five thousand dollars on new drinking fountains. I mean, that that they didn't need. I mean, right. crazy things like that because somebody, you know, thought he got sick from the drinking fountain, and he, you know, he didn't. But you know, so we need new ones. <laughs> um, you know, so you know, these things happen all the time in private clubs, 
so it'd be really, really good if they, if they, and again, I know I'm taking a, a fairly hard nosed line on this, but it's the, 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 the consulting piece of golf is so underused and should be used probably on an annual basis by almost every single club and golf course in this country mm-hmm. because they need another pair of eyes taking a look at it. And, you know, you know, and when our consulting's over, we're going to write up a game plan that says if we own this golf course, and that's the beauty of, 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 of our consulting because I have owned a whole bunch of golf courses. Right. And you've been with me on some of those. Um, you know, our consulting piece will say if I own this golf course, these are the steps I would take. And, and in this order, um, immediately and to solve some of your problems. So I don't, you know, clubs ought to want to hear some of that stuff and ought to want to hear from operators that have been, you know, owned multiple clubs and been highly successful because they're really attuned for the most part, as we are to the data piece of golf, that if you're making decisions related to your golf facilities, just simply based on, a premonition or a feel and not doing it based on the data, um, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So, and you know, I mean, I think that's why, you know, we're our, this new company is already successful and, and then it'll be off the charts before we know it. And we'll probably be too busy and looking at each other. Like, how are we going to do all this? Right. right. <laughs> but, right, uh, right. but, but nonetheless, it, uh, I want to help people as you do. And, uh, I'm hoping that that every club in the country will take a look at it and at least, you know, put put two or three or four or five thousand dollars into your annual budget for for an outside opinion. Um, it'll save you well more than that. It'll so it ends up costing you nothing. You're going to save way more than than what you spent, and and you may find out that you want to even go further with uh, with that particular company into a full blown management contract or something, but. The consulting, at any rate, is uh, is a Absolutely. great way for us to help these facilities. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the um, I like the idea of you know an annual review and planning session. Right, you're marking a little bit of money to take a step aside, get an objective, professional review of the club's actual performance, a review of what what's happened in the local marketplace, and to be agile and proactive enough to to react to that and to get more efficient for the next year you know what i mean and, yeah uh, a- absolutely you know i mean one of the things about you know private clubs is that there's a belief that you know we can never make money in food and beverage uh mm-hmm. you know it's that type of thing well i'm i'm here to tell you that most of the reason that you don't make money in food and beverage in those private clubs is because they never do any menu engineering they never really really understand the data related to what they are selling the price and how that all relates to their competitors um so they don't do any menu engineering and you know in a in a in a properly engineered food and beverage department um that menu will be the 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 things that are selling the least will fall off of that menu on a monthly basis yes it might be somebody's favorite and you might hear about it but when you have the proper data you can you can support the fact with that member and explain to them the reason that that changed 
is because we, you know, it was our least seller that we had of the 12 items on our, on our menu. And we needed to, you know, we needed to pump some life into, into the bottom part of, 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 of the menu here. So it's an easy thing to, uh, to, to explain to someone when you've done the menu engineering. And, you know, I know so few clubs that do it, uh, honest to God. And uh, when, when we did it, a uh, big club that I was running for another management company uh, years ago, not that many years ago, but, but before I started uh, my own company, um, we, we engineered everything in that place, absolutely everything. Yeah. And I will tell you, it took the facility – from being a, you know, a million dollar loser to being, uh, you know, a lot of money, um, uh, on the R on the, on the NOI line, um, at the end of the year. And, and, and I can tell you that it's just related to the fact that we just did a better job of really understanding what the marketplace said, what our facility was, was all about and what our people liked and didn't like and, 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 and the pricing related that made sense. Um, so, you know, and I, and every month I'd, I'd do a related to this Casey. I, I know you know this, but every month I do a, a PowerPoint presentation, um, based on whatever we engineered in that last month. And I'd really lay it out for everybody. And they, at a, at a point I, I got so busy with these things that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing three or four a day just to, just to get the, the folks to have a seat in the banquet hall. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I remember so you saying it, that. It was, yeah. They really, really enjoyed the uh, seeing the economics of what we were doing and watching our financial statement, because I was an open book with this, with this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, in watching our financial statement change accordingly. Um, and it's a, just a beautiful thing to see when it comes together. But, you know, it's not an easy thing to do for people that are part-time serving on a board of directors. They're still members there trying to have fun, you know? Exactly. And, and, and I can tell you, uh, cause my dad served in that position at, you know, at different times at country clubs we were at, man, our phone would ring at 12 o'clock at night with somebody upset about something. And, uh, you know, so it's much better to get some professionals involved in this stuff and really get some opinions. You know, the other thing that can happen, and there's good firms out there just like ours that do this kind of stuff, but let's say a, a private club is healthy and, you know, and may not need the, the, the annual consulting. You know, what they need help with is they're, they're you know, they're flush with money. They want to do some capital projects um, and, and they, they need help uh, from a consulting professional firm helping them get the capital project through the membership. So presenting it in a certain way to the membership so they know the benefits of what's coming and why we got to do this and what the marketplace says, you know, and where this is going and how come we need to do this to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Leaning on the data and. um, Absolutely. Yep. 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 Um, Yep. Always, always leaning on the data. So I I sure hope some folks are enjoying these podcasts. I know you and I have fun doing them. Uh, We're in two different places, but, uh, we always have fun doing them and uh, look forward to doing the next one. Yeah, no, I, I love really good stuff, John. I, I, I have a, a very strong feeling that as the golf marketplace becomes more and more competitive, um, it, it really forces golf courses to operate like real businesses. 
like the rest of the business world where you, you do need to refine, you need to evaluate your performance and value and you got to engineer everything. Like you said, and um, yep. something as simple as just earmarking the, you know, a, a, an annual review planning session forces you into that. And, and therefore you, you continue to operate optimally, you know? And um, so right. I, I really, I really right. like that idea. And I think a lot of yeah. clients consider that for, for the money, it's just nothing. And um, yeah, if we, it's just nothing, way, if, right. And if, if somebody coming in can't generate, you know, $5,000 worth of value in, in the, uh, in the recommendations, then it's honestly shame on the, on the consulting companies, you know? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's just absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just, that's the truth. So, Hey, if you like my stuff, guys, be sure to subscribe, share it with your buddies and shoot me any questions you have. I'll be sure to do my best to tackle it in my next episode. Thanks, guys.